Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton. I'm so fucking ugly it drove my husband to fuck his secretaries. And now, whenever he has sex, he has to wear a bag over his head just in case mine comes off. See you later. Toodles. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up, there, Wackerly? I see you came prepared today here for our episode 257. Would this qualify as the pre-holiday show? I was hoping it would. It's kind of like it is. It's like the pre-holiday show, and we're just kind of drinking eggnog here, which you brought today. I have my turtleneck sweater on. In preparation, this is right. kind of this is sort of like the pre-come holiday show. Mm-hmm. Cheers, happy holidays. Cheers. I just brought the uh, small bottle, so it's just a it's a teaser taste Ooh. of Elf Come to Come. Yeah, this is just a teaser of the Elf Come that's going to come next week when we do the annual Sick and Wrong. Holiday party. But then we also usually do the <clears throat> the holiday follow-up party, and then there's the New Year's follow-up party. For being it's so anti-Christmas, season. as we would seem to be, we really milk the holiday season every year for lots of show topics and content. You know, I think partly it's because it's seasonal, seasonal yeah, topic, it's right. easy, and also because we like to drink. And it's just another excuse just to do some drinking and not have to prepare for a radio show. Right, but we could. Dr- we don't really need an excuse to drink. This is an excuse for special drinking. Special I think we drinking. Just, we just like Elf come a lot. Yeah, you know, it's it's the one time a year you get to drink that eggnog. It's just smooth. It's just a damn- buttery, eggy drink. You know, Wackerly, I must say, you milk a fine elf. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And the... Um- it's the those rum, little fingers. Rum in it's here, those little fingers. The rum in here is from the... Uh, <laughs> this is the rum from Newfoundland, right? Yeah, this is the Newfie rum that they sent. It us. works. It works the in the nog. Yeah, it does. it does work in the nog. You know, Wackley, I'm glad that uh, you actually showed up here tonight. I was a little bit worried at first because I thought you'd be sleeping outside the theater in anticipation of the Tron sneak preview that's going on. Did you already buy tickets for Tron? Somebody bought tickets for me, but yes, I'm going to the bin- midnight show tomorrow night. So I thought you'd be sleeping outside the theater and and, and too busy to come into Sick and Wrong to do a show. No, I'm not. No, you are, are you excited? Are you excited oh, yeah. about this? Oh yeah, I'm is excited. this something you've looked forward to the past few weeks? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a sci-fi club outing, or is it a? Uh, no, this is actually. Uh, there's one sort of crossover member, but another friend of ours uh, that you know and I know, and I, I don't. I can't remember whose names we're not allowed to mention, so I just won't. But uh, he bought t- uh, a group of tickets. Group of tickets for the the big Tron to show. go to the theater in Japantown, where I'm told you can drink, which I'm going to be drinking regardless because I'm going to sneak booze in. But so, would you be disappointed if uh, I know our friend is a sensitive man, and if he sort of pulled a fast <laughs> one on you guys and it was tickets for Black Swan instead of Tron? Yeah, I'd beat him about the head and neck. <laughs> you know, I'm excited about Tron. It was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Yeah. 
You know, I'm I'm going to be unable to attend the uh, the the Tron pre-screening because why I've, is that? I have a holiday party for my my company's holiday party. A dreaded holiday party. It's you know I think. In America, I don't know how it works in uh, in uh, other countries that don't matter, but in America, the, the way it works is this week, isn't it this week? The last weekend and this whole week is when most companies have their holiday parties. Right, because if you make it too close to the holidays, then everybody's already off with their family members and extended family. So or it has to in be before the, uh, like the 21st. Yeah. And so, so most people start probably like, what, after the 10th? In between the 10th and the 21st. My... Big holiday. My company actually has two, which I think I've lamented and cried about. You have to about. be kidding me. You had two holiday parties. Yeah, we have two then. holiday parties. Have you always had two holiday yes, parties? Yes, ever since I've ever worked for them, which is going on That's ten, a travesty of justice. Well, Do you have to go to both? Well, one, yeah, pretty much. One is in the office and like at the end of the workday, more of your typical office, office party. Uh, and then the other one is this big... Dinner thing, Gala but that, I've got, where you I got actually the, have to dress up. I got the dinner thing over with, and that's the bigger ordeal because that's like you got to yeah get dressed up in a tuxedo, and it's always in some out of the way place. Although this year it was in Oakland, which was good. I'm surprised that in this day and age, in these tight economic times, that a company would throw two holiday parties. Uh, it's a lot of money to expend. Yeah, my company's really bourgeois. <laughs> I think that's the best word for you guys it. hiring. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah, could you imagine if we worked together? In we're team? hiring. We're hiring young people out of Stanford that you can pay a low wage and work them to the bone. That's who we're hiring. Are you? Do, well, you, fit and that, and, and, do you fit that description? No, you, you need to hire like old jaded Jews, thick yeah. jaded crust, Sorry. bitter, Sorry. horrible employees that Sorry. will call in for you know. At least I'll I'll need to take probably at least two personal days. A month, maybe three. <laughs> Old jaded Jews need not apply. There's a sign right at the door. Um, you know, I don't know. Ed. My, you know, my your company, holiday party tomorrow though. A Thursday night holiday party. Yeah, actually, no, no. I take that back. My holiday party is Friday night. Oh, but I can't get you know. Right. I can't go out, stay up late at midnight, you and then be exhausted sleep. for my holiday party, which uh -huh. I need to strap on my uh, you know seasonal holiday cheer mask and and go out and have a good time and schmooze with with my my boss, my superiors, yeah, my co my coworkers. You know, the office holiday party is a uh, can make or break someone's career, actually. I mean, you undermine the Break seriousness. for sure. May, the, the, the chance to break it is probably higher than to make it. All I want to do is I, I just want to explain that uh, you don't need to have such a churlish attitude when it comes to holiday parties. Uh -huh. It can make or break your career depending on your behavior. I understand the breaking part, but what, you'd be so charming that you'd immediately get a promotion you know, after the, after the New Year it's, holiday. It's a chance to have an informal chat with a superior who might be able to do some a networking opportunity, if you will. But you already worked. This is my point, though. But you already worked there, so you, I guess you're trying to strengthen your bonds with your superior. Your officers. superior will be like, you know, I had no idea that D. Simon loves was such an amiable. So much. <laughs> I love crochet. I had no idea that he he liked crochet. You know, I had no idea that we had that we had, that we had this in common. Right. You know, it's it, and and I feel that uh, you know, you you exchange pleasantries and uh, you you talk to them in an informal surrounding that is not. Uh, part of your office, workplace uh -huh. environment. What about getting in good with their Bonds spouse? Are forged. What about getting in good with their spouse? Is that a good idea? Well, define getting in good. <laughs> Don't fuck their spouse, <laughs> but like you know, 
you know, get get their wife to be telling them every night, like, oh, that that D, that Mister D. Oh, I guess they wouldn't call you Mister because you're supposed to be close now. D Simon is such a charming lad. Well, you know, it, 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 there's many unspoken rules of the holiday party that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people tell you to follow. But before we get to that. I just want to say to people that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't having holiday parties this year. Because they're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, either they're unemployed. Uh-huh. No reason to party if you're unemployed. Um, and, and then a lot of companies just aren't, aren't, aren't spending money on a holiday party. And that's what's weird. And that's why I feel, you know, oddly compelled to go to my holiday party this year. Is this is the first time my company has ever actually had a holiday party that's outside of a conference room at work. This isn't even in our office. So you, you're moving up to the second tier of holiday parties, the, and, which this, is exactly the one that I've been at this place for five years, yeah. and every year they don't even rent out like a bar for a happy hour. Uh-huh. All they do is they usually just get like uh, a keg and maybe Keg's a good. couple of bottles of liquor, some frosted cookies, <laughs> some eggnog, I like the frosted cookies. and uh, it's in the conference room, and they put on some you know Christmas music in the background. And but that's the holiday year, party. You guys have been doing so well that you're you're splurging for the real full blown holiday party. Well, it's int- that's that's what I find interesting. I find I find the concept of them spending splurging on this holiday party. I find I find their willingness to do that, as opposed to giving us a holiday bonus or any kind of raise or any kind of incentive really to work well, there anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, bo- the bonus me, thing. I the would raise, want a bonus. Like an, the, rain, the raise is an ongoing cost, but yeah, like where it's Christmas party in lieu of bonus, that's really annoying. I would much rather have a bonus. Even I, if it's the $300 that your portion of the party was, you'd rather just have the money. I would. Of course. Yeah. And instead of spending three hours. And so this year, what our company is doing, instead of the conference, they're going all out. They've rented a boat. <laughs> like, a, 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 I guess, a, a room on this boat. And it's a big dining room. So there's a dinner, and it's on a boat. Really? Three hours, sailing around a bay, a hornblower cruise. It's a dinner cruise. I've heard of these Which things. must have cost a lot of money. I've heard of these things. Yeah, it, you know, you gotta a, have the crew. You gotta have life preservers. You know, you have an open bar. Open bar. And uh, yeah, it, but it's a, it's quite a time commitment. Yeah, and you're trapped on this vessel. Yeah, you really can't on the open water if you're on a boat. And if you might recall, the last time I was on the open sea was when we went deep sea fishing. Right. And I yeah. vowed never to set foot on a boat again. Well, you guys won't be in the open sea. You'll be in the bay. Open sea. <laughs> I mean, think about it, dude. If there's a uh, you know a, a tidal wave, like a tsunami or something, we get stranded on Alcatraz. It's going to be complete Lord of the Rings, or like The Rock, the movie The Rock. It could be like the movie The Rock. I, th- I think more like more like the movie Lost. Yeah, you know, Lost. And I'm going to say we're going to eat the fat guy because why starve? Do you have one picked out already? Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a war pig that works. <laughs> That works a, a few cubicles over, um, uh, in, in like a corner office over there, and yeah, I've been I've been thinking that. So, so are you looking forward to this? You have your outfit picked out and everything? No, I don't. And I'm Do you have actually a date? quite. No, I'm quite upset. It's you know I don't have a date. You're gonna I'm gonna miss tag. Yeah, my girlfriend's not coming up. Uh, she's not coming into town for it. So, I, I have to go. St- I have to go stag. I was thinking of bringing a buddy. I was, I was thinking, hey, you know, it might be kind of funny just to invite a buddy. But I've read that it's not a good idea to bring strangers to an office gathering. Uh, well, strangers is a very broad term. I mean, you're allowed to bring a date that your coworkers don't know, I would hope. Well, that, but that's a significant other. 
Oh, okay. Are you talking about like I've I've read that it's not a good idea to bring like a date that you just met like off a of Craigslist or yeah, something. Yeah, I wouldn't want my first date to be you know introducing my uh, some fine young lady to my coworkers. That would be a little intimidating. But I wouldn't hire a prostitute to be your escort for that night. Escort or prostitute? <laughs> okay, I wouldn't hire an escort. You know, but look- but like bringing your guy friend, yeah, that's not that's not a good idea. Although, Although it's a double standard because girls can bring their girlfriends and it's all good. I don't know if you've noticed this. Yeah, no, it's girls, like oh, your friend, your friend Jenny is so cute and charming and blah. But you can't bring your dude friend just to come no. and say, "Hey, we have free booze for two hours because dudes are and pigs. food and there's and there's uh, you know tons of hot chicks are going to get drunk and you can you can hit on them because dudes are pigs. When I, when I'm at my Christmas party and there's free booze flowing, I'm regulating myself because I don't want to deal with that Monday morning at work, uh, you know, uh, explaining my my shitty behavior. Your but if I was at, but if I was at your Christmas party and there's free booze, <laughs> I would not have that limiting factor. I don't see why I would have to be. I guess you'd. I would have to be responsible for you, and that's probably the reason why I'm not going to bring a luck. buddy. Exactly. Good luck. Well, you know, there's a, there's a few rules that um that I'm. Yeah, you know, I was checking some websites today. Some a few rules about uh, the way people should behave at a workplace party. Some of these I agree with, and some of these I. Um, Completely disagree with actually. Uh-huh. Okay. This first one, I'm a bit Let's ambivalent. Go. Don't get toasted. Don't get completely inebri- inebriated. They yeah. say maybe have one or two drinks. That's fine. Well, but once the booze starts fr- flowing freely, so does your mouth, your attitude. And you're going to say something that you're going to regret the following Monday at work. That's the, it's the line of when you. I mean, getting your mouth flowing is good, especially if you have social anxiety. But uh, it's when you say something that you regret. That's the how problem. much is too much at a holiday party, though, Wackerly? Drinking so you're, 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 you just went to your big gala affair holiday party. How much yeah. did you drink? What, like glasses of wine? Was it wine? Were you drinking liquor? Champagne, you... wine. So I you didn't the, just bring in a 40th Steel Reserve and no. just. Oh, okay. No, we went that to the bar been funny, afterwards, though. and then everybody from the company came over to the bar and found us. Uh,. I would say I probably had six or eight drinks. So that's that's a bit excessive, though, for the typical holiday but, office well, holiday party you, goer. But when they say one or two drinks in this list, they're talking about somebody who never drinks or very rarely drinks or drinks like a regular sane person. Not okay, me. so if you if you're a bit of a boozer, yeah, I mean a bit of a dipsomaniac, a dipso, I wasn't, I, a dipso I boozer. I definitely if you will. wasn't drinking excessively above everybody else. I mean, everybody in my office. Likes to likes to drink. So, so. You, got, you have some people there that the, the libations flow freely at your office. Yes, yeah. Which is I good. was not the. Dr- here's the thing. Here's how you. Here's the good. Here's a good definition. Don't count your drinks. Don't tell me how many drinks to have. Just make sure you're not the drunkest person. It's, it's kind of the same thing goes at a wedding. You don't want yeah. to be the drunkest person at the wedding, unless you're the groom. <laughs> unless you're the groom, then you're allowed to. And an even and an even more refined level of this rule. Don't be drunker than your people who are above you. Yeah, well, you mean at an office party? At an in office, an office party. situation, yeah. yeah. No, you definitely should not be drunker than your superiors. But and my superiors get pretty drunk, so I'm good. They all, also, had, they all had rooms at this venue where my office party was, so they were totally getting trashed. But you also should be aware that this event's probably going to be documented with film, video. So if you're really wasted... This is something that's probably going to be played for years to come. Photos. And photos, years to come. So I just say, you know what? Be aware of your surroundings. 
Mm-hmm. Let's say drink drink according to your surroundings. If no one's really drinking, then maybe just have a few. <laughs> but if everyone's knocking them back and getting wasted, then why not just don't be the drunkest? Don't be the drunkest. Uh, That's they my say, rule. They say here, um, one of the main things not to do at a holiday party is definitely do not flirt. You're probably not going to get laid at your holiday party. What do you think of that, though, Wack? You, work, again, you once, work with a lot of hot chicks. Once again, flirting is a really broad term. Well, because I, I think when you're trying, like I was saying, you're trying to make friends with your your coworkers, significant others, and wives and stuff, or husbands. Although, this, what about your office crush? What about, about the about hot husbands? secretary that uh, you know you had your eye on that you always kind of you know try to make her no, laugh every no. time you see her in the office? I in never. The, in the I, I draw the line. I mean, flirting, yeah, like like you know, clever banter. You're going up to the line. And what's, then you draw what's, back. The, what's the age old adage from the Bible? Don't shit where you eat. Is that what it is? I think that is. It's in Corinthians. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it was in the the book of Deuteronomy. 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 <laughs> they say here that only three percent of people in this poll that I read from Forbes magazine have actually had a fling with a colleague at the company holiday party. Four percent. Only three. Three percent. I think holiday parties have changed since the days of Bob Guccione. Or, you know, Mad Men in the, in the 50s and 60s. If you watch Mad Men, those guys get laid. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, you know, it's assumed that the dudes are probably going to get laid at the office party. People are gonna get, the girls are going to get a little bit too tipsy. You know, there's going to be some hanky-panky. You know, in the, uh, in the utility room. And there's no fallout. It's just, oh, well, that was a mistake. Sorry. Everybody <laughs> then, knows about and it. And then the chick does not harass you or file a lawsuit. Now, when you grab your coworker's titty and just go honk, honk, and you're laughing about it, mm-hmm. you're going to show up at work on, on Monday, and you're going to get a note that you've got to go to the HR, HR. You know, human resources, or sexual harassment suit, which would be even worse. Worse. So I think it's probably best not... Have you ever been, be ever been involved in a sexual harassment episode at work? You know, accessory to, witness... No, accused of. You no. know, I can honestly say I have never been involved. I don't really talk to too many people at work. I keep yeah. a low profile. I've I think never, that's the best way I've never go. seen it happen either, but one of the bigger companies I worked for, there were like stories that went around about like, oh, this one time, you know, this or so that happened. You know, I do actually, I take that back, when I, I worked at the industrial supply company mm-hmm. as a warehouse manager, I had to reprimand a guy for making... Um, you know, lewd, lewd comments. comments towards a female coworker, <laughs> and it was really funny because I was just trying to be—I was—I was trying not to laugh the whole time. And I was—was was she like, fine? She had just a massive rack. She had nice tits. So you and were so like, he would I make understand comments. you wanting to bang her, but you're not allowed to say that stuff. No, I was just like, no, I understand she's got a great rack, but dude, come on, you're at work. Uh huh. You know, do you, do you want to lose your job by making titty comments? You should jokes stalk all day? her when she leaves work. That's what you should do. <laughs> That's what I said. That is I was not just my like, problem. There's a time and place for tit jokes. <laughs> at, at, at work or at the office Christmas party, that's definitely not it. Um, another thing that a lot of people do at these office Christmas parties, I know we have to do it, and I've, I've been putting some forethought into, into what I'm going to get. We do a white elephant gift exchange. Uh, which is one a variant of all the different types of gift exchange. So happens. there's the secret Santa, 
The dreaded Secret Santa. That's the worst one. I despise the Secret Santa. That's when you're assigned somebody. That's like... And they don't know. And they don't know. And I don't know if they have to guess, but you're just giving... You're assigned somebody. Which at my office, we've hired just recently. We've expanded. But it seems like everybody we've hired comes from India because I think they work for uh, less money than most of the Stanford graduates. Do you think that's why they hire them? (laughs) Or do you know that's why they hire them? Come on. I think that's why. So I would probably... Uh, be given some Indian guy uh, that, that I would have no idea. So I think I would probably end up getting the same gift as I would in a white elephant. What? Which is, uh, you know, just a, any random gift under $20. Yeah, right. And the way the white elephant works is you just get a random $20 gift. Right. Or a gift less than 20 it's and just free for all, wrap so it up and just kind of put it what, in the middle of the room and then everyone right. can like get it and exchange it or trade right. it. Yeah. That's kind want. of what we do. Uh, what, did, what did you get last year? A chicken calendar. It's always like crap like that. Brick-a-brack. Yeah. Office it's in my brick-a-brack. office. It's up in my office. I bought every, a glow-in-the-dark glow glow Jesus statue. Every month has a different chicken. I bought, I think it was, yeah, glow-in-the-dark Jesus statue. I think that's what I bought. And then the year before. You can't do that. You're lying. No, I did. It was a glow-in-the-dark Jesus statue. Really? Yeah. Do you think that's too offensive? Well, it's, it's first of all, <laughs> It's not even the appropriate holiday, and then it's inappropriately too religio-specific. It's the yeah, it's a holiday it kind of, party. It's not a Christmas party. I suppose. I guess I was going a little too Christian there with that gift, but yeah, you I know, it's, did. it's glow in the dark. It was big. It was kind of funny. Well, yeah, it is funny. I guess if it's if it, I guess if it's exaggerated and and over the yeah, top. Was, what was that place called? Archie McPhee's. You ever heard of that store? Online store. No, not online. We ordered a bunch of crap from Archie McPhee's where you can get like the the uh, unicorn, uh, angry unicorn, a, a playset. Oh, yeah, that's a good gift. I've yeah, seen the that angry one. unicorn playset, steak versus bacon. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Um, so we got that, and I think I ordered the uh, glow-in-the-dark Jesus doll oh, okay. from there. So it was just kind of one of those gag gifts, which I think you can do that. But I, I think you have to be careful. You don't want to get something too expensive. No, you gotta, why would you? Why you would respect, you do that? You got to respect the limitation. Yeah, but then well, you also don't want to get anything that's too obscene. You can try and buy nothing pornographic at the White Elephant or free for all or Cutthroat Gift Exchange. You can you can buy a gift and try and get it yourself. Oh, you mean you buy something cool and then you get it, like a big bottle of liquor <laughs> you know, that might be expensive. But if you get it yourself, then you kind of just bought yourself a bottle of liquor. Didn't have to deal with getting a shitty gift that you didn't want anyways, but still are participating in the office camaraderie. I think it's it's a pity that uh, you can't just order a gift from like adamandeve.com and just, just for laughs. Who says you can't? Well, you're saying you that you can't get something too diddle. obscene. <laughs> no, I said you couldn't get something too religio-specific. I didn't so say nipple obscene. clamps? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go, people. Free, free secret gift. <laughs> Adult Adam DVDs. AdamandEve.com. <laughs> Type in the word diddle when you check out. So here's an interesting uh, rule here. Don't overeat at the party. They say don't drink too much, don't overeat. No. I disagree with that. Overeating is what keeps you from getting too drunk. I think you should just stuff your face as much as I think you should be shoving. Possible. This is kind of a food that you never get to eat. You know, in your regular daily existence, shove all that cooked shrimp in your mouth. Yeah, why not? And and that is a bonding experience for at least for Americans. You know, people want to see you overeat so they don't feel so bad about how much they're eating. That's and what like, I just find. gorge yourself. Gorge yeah. yourself. I think I think part of the bonding experience is you're gorging yourself. They're gorging themselves. 
you know, and I, and, and both people are like talking while they're eating. There's Food's food flying, going yeah. flying around. It's 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 just a regular convivial atmosphere. Yeah, and I wanted I to do the, I just, wanted to do the full on Roman thing where you just sit on the ground and then you just barf in a trough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just shove food in your mouth, and then like Africans come in and dance in the center, and you make fun of them. A bacchanalian soiree. That's what I wanted to do. I bacchanalian. Wish, yeah, I wish that our uh, our 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 company party would be like that but yeah i don't think that's gonna happen they say well, here, maybe you know move up the ranks to management <laughs> just <laughs> see what might happen they say here that uh don't wear inappropriate clothing i mean doesn't, appropriate isn't attire a, isn't that a life less rule that for all times at work so wait the girls can't wear the sexy santa suits See, this is another double standard. I think the girls can wear our sexy Santa suits. But we can't wear a sexy Santa outfit. No. This is this is directed at the men, I think. So what? I mean, we no, I think it's like they don't want girls coming dressing too slutty. A wo- an old, you know what it is? An old over the hill woman wrote this article, right? Am I right? Yeah, no, this is from uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. It's uh, She's a, a, a specialist in, in well-being therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some postmenopausal old bag wrote this. No, no, ladies, wear a slutty cocktail dress to the Christmas party. Everybody's going to love it. Trust me. And, and believe me, it's like, you know, you, you'll get comments on it. Yeah. And actually, for, and for a woman, and this is true, it's like, you know, men say, you know, it's a good networking opportunity. Got, you know, your superiors will be like, wow, she's an attractive chick. Well, Once they see a little more skin. Say, she's a real go-getter. I, I like her style. They're going to like, uh, what do you call that? Um, yeah, but if Transference she's... or something where they're, they're thinking she's got really nice tits, but they're going to switch their brain into saying that like she's really highly skilled and enthusiastic, and th- then you'll get a promotion. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like use your tits as an asset. This is, a, this is a perfect opportunity to do Fuck. that. God. So, yes, wear inappropriate clothing. It says don't talk about drugs, sex, politics, religion, or other coworkers. I totally disagree with that. What the fuck else are you going to talk about? <laughs> I don't know, really. The weather? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Santa? Like, I mean, pretty much, this, this is the opportunity to get really drunk and, yeah, dish some dirt about people that you don't like at your company. Yeah, think I about think, how many people you hate at your company. I, well, I, my company's too small to be casting hatred. You'll, it'll get back to the person. But, I, you know, the worst sin is to talk about work at the holiday party. You know? Yeah, you can't talk about work. No. I mean, you're supposed to just ignore work and then pretend to be interested pretend in Pretend like everybody's you're just life. there because you're all best friends. <laughs> I, you know, I'm interested in uh, meeting some of my coworkers, especially the newer coworkers' spouses. Because you always wonder, like, what the hell type of person would fuck you? Uh You know, I always wonder. There's a couple people in my work. I'm I'm not going to name any names, but there's some that I'm just like, I would love to see the guy that sticks his dick in you. Because I have a couple ideas. Oh. You know, and they look a lot like Danny DeVito. What woman would have sex with these dudes I work with? The same thing. Yeah. You know, and there's a there's a few of that. So I think it'll be interesting to uh, to see. But yeah, you know, I'll definitely be careful not to say the wrong thing. You know, no, you to my, 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 well, depends on how much I drink. And this is another thing. For, like, somebody like you, you're probably going to say the wrong thing anyways, right? So maybe you want to make sure. Sh- I keep a low profile. Well, maybe you want to make sure you're really drunk. Because if you say the wrong thing and people see that you only had, like, one Miller Light the whole night, you have no excuse. Whereas if you, if you just get really drunk, at least you can blame the alcohol. Isn't that yeah. true? Yeah, you know, that, that is true. I... <laughs> If you ask me, now that now that I've been reading through all these rules of what not to do, 
you know, and how you should behave. I feel like, you know, you should just say fuck it. You know, say who cares? It. Just say fuck it. One life to live, man. One life to live. And, and, and furthermore, you know, if you want to get fired, this is an amazing opportunity. You know, and think Do you about get it. unemployment if you get fired for acting like an ass and putting a lampshade on your head. If you at the get fired, party? you get unemployment. So this is an amazing opportunity just to just show up, take your pants off, get really drunk, tell people how you really feel about them. I'm big on that. You know, buy a pocket pussy for your your white your white elephant gift. I like to keep it real with people. You know, I don't know if and you know that about me. Not only overeat, steal food for later. <laughs> Uh, pull out an eight ball of cocaine. Because you're going be, to be unemployed, so you're going <laughs> to want to have a stash that'll last you at least three months. I don't know. I, I feel that... Uh, I like the cocaine in the bathroom idea, too. That's I cool. think that's it. You know what would be interesting about doing that? Because you know if you pulled out a little bit of reefer, there'd be a couple guys, yeah. especially the old guy that still tries to be cool, that's like, ooh, I'll smoke a little reefer. But yeah. if you pull out some cocaine, you're <laughs> really going to separate the wheat from the chaff I'm going to be there. tying off... <laughs> Just by the urinal, not even in the stall, just in the corner by the urinal, you know? <laughs> what? It's the holidays. That would be hilarious. Bring me know. a piece of coal then, you asshole. Now that, now that I'm that thinking about it, I might just go dressed up as Gene Simmons with a Santa hat. I think that's going to work out really well for you. An eight ball of cocaine? Yeah. Yeah, this might be good. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and get a tenderloin hooker. Do it. Yeah, like I said, you only have one life to live, and you're gonna walk around with your buttocks clenched, you know, super tight the whole your whole life. Exactly. Or are you gonna live life? You know, you, you might do as fun well things. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Seize the day. I think that's a good Six idea. Six semper tyrannis. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I'm just saying. Now's a good opportunity to seize the day. And uh, take advantage. You didn't say seize the, the day. Same. You said something about carp. a carp. That's a that's a that's a, a dime term. carp. <laughs> a dime a carp. But no, it'll be it'll be interesting, and I'll have to give you a report. You know, one thing that I'm going to mention before we move on here, though, is uh, it wouldn't be all that bad me going alone to the company party that I feel I need to do in order to keep my job and uh, schmooze with some of my superiors who think I'm a shitty employee. But it wouldn't be that bad if Sleazy E was going. But Sleazy E refuses to attend the company holiday party. Now, why would that be? I think it's the lamest excuse I've heard. And, and I'm hoping that people start asking about why he's not attending. He said he doesn't want to miss Killing Joke. Remember the band That's Killing band. Joke? No. Old industrial band? <laughs> I kind of remember it. You know, I'm, I'm still... We, we both have tickets to this show. I'm still going to make it to Killing Joke. The holiday party doesn't go till like midnight. I think Sleazy's just, he's kind of a Grinch. I, I think, think the, the, the concert think is, a, is a Grinch. The show is a, a, an excuse. You know, I think, I, I think it's an excuse for him to be uh, antisocial and to avoid the awkwardness and embarrassment of a holiday party. He's never even been to a real office holiday party. But this is the thing that pisses me off about that attitude. Because um, it's kind of like, oh, the holiday party's lame, so I'm not going to go. But the holiday party's lame if the cool people don't go. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If the cool people would go to the holiday party, it would then be fun. Then it would be a really good time, yeah. So come on, Sleazy. Just go. Have a good time. Just, you know, seriously. It's you can be D's date. Sack up. Be my date. and uh, He's going to yeah. have Coke. <laughs> you know you're going to have a good time. <laughs> An eight ball. I'm going to be dressed as Gene Simmons. We're yeah. going to have fun. He can be Paul Stanley. Well, you'll hear all about it next week during our Sick and Wrong Holiday Show Spectacular. 
It's going to be great. Not the holiday pre-show, which we're doing now. The yeah. actual, this is, the this real is the, deal. That's the real deal. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, uh, Wackley, I do have a lot planned for it. And I know uh, every year we tend, tend, to, tend to go all out for the holiday show. Oh, all out. Large. All out. We now, go large. And by all out, I mean. We're having it large. <laughs> three quarts of, uh, of uh, eggnog. Oh, man. Yeah. We, we have some rum. Sweet. Yeah, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time. Now, we have Festive. a lot of special guests. Uh, we have some interviews planned. We got a ton of phone calls. We want people to call. We're going to be giving away prizes, and really? that's that's one thing. Yeah, you know, I have these Adam and, I have these Adam and Eve like nice dildos that uh-huh. I kind of want to give away to uh, people that have the. You know, I was I was trying to think about it. Like a, a good maybe this is a good time to announce a good sick and wrong competition. Well, they only have one week left. When were you going to announce it? Yeah, but you know, tell us our mo- your most tragic uh, holiday sex story. Holiday sex story it has to be. There has to be some sexiness. Maybe that you uh, made out with your cousin because you're so wasted on the on the holidays. Or, or a- another potential avenue would be like often you know you're with your girlfriend, but you have to go back to her parents' house, or she's at your and you parents' get house and having you get caught, sex. Yeah, or or just awkward trying to have sex in a hidden space. You know, I'll I'll have to put up a picture on the forum or maybe on the uh, on the website. But yeah, I have this like massive dildo that I've been meaning to get rid of. Really? Yeah, no, it's, I ordered a. Yeah, Adam and Eve sent me like this big gift box, just full of crap, and I've been holding on to it. But uh, yeah, we might as well have like some uh, holiday competitions here. So I agree. maybe maybe I hope maybe. people participate, or we're going to be stuck giving it to your brother or something. Yeah, no, and I don't want to do that. I definitely don't. So so people call up, give us uh, your most tragic holiday sexual experience. That might be cool. Two zero six 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 three eight four six is that number. Get a, uh, a fine dildo for your girlfriend. Oh, you know you want it, You could save it for Valentine's Day. You did say prizes plural though. So we have some other things also. Yeah, I got a couple other things up right. there. Some T-shirts. Uh, you know, I have a few dildos, so uh, you know people can uh, pe- people can actually win something. Only one can win the big one. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Only one story will win it all. Yeah, but that, that's next week though for the sick and wrong. Holiday show spectacular. Whoops. But uh, this week is episode 257. It's kind of a precursor to that show. And a quick recap from last week's show. Wackley did three listener stories. Uh, listener one sent a story about a rabbi who uh, played hide the monster a little bit too much and I ended up getting arrested. Uh, listener two sent a story about old ladies versus hand puppets. And uh, listener three sent a story about a, uh, a home that was built like a brick shithouse. Hmm. And uh, the story that won was listener two story, old ladies versus hand puppets. People thought that was the most sick and wrong story of the last week, episode two fifty seven. Nice, you know, uh, people. You know the way sick and wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Uh, we present them here on the show. Audience votes, and uh, the winner gets a sick and wrong care package. You can submit stories to sick and wrong podcast hotmail dot com. Send them via Facebook. Or you can send them uh, through the Sick and Wrong Forum. Well, actually, before we start the show uh, this week here, a quick word from our sponsor, Audible.com. You know, that's a good idea for a Christmas gift. A because downloadable internet book? A downloadable internet book. You're you right. Know, that's a perfect gift. You know, I'm just saying, it's, 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 something that, it's something that's not too expensive. It's something that you can. It's a stocking stuff. Does Audible allow you to sort of email this thing to somebody? Well, you'd probably have to do. Up, you'd probably right. get it for yourself. Burn it to a CD. It's mm. such a Jewish gift. <laughs> this is perfect. I think you should do this. You know, just uh, burn that copy of uh, Dune for somebody. 
<laughs> I think that would be the best audible book you could listen to. That would be to. a great present, Dune. Why do you laugh? Yeah, I like how they say 80,000 hours of audio programs. That's just Dune. That's the book Dune. Well, all the Dunes. Yeah, it's 80,000 hours even altogether. The, even the Dunes that weren't were written by like Frank Herbert's kid, <laughs> which I've heard are not as good. And why would they be? Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment information and educational programming. Um, you can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like the podcast shows you right now. You can listen on your iPod player. Yeah. That's what Wackerly does. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's over 1,000 science tech titles, 1,100 science fiction fantasy titles. In total, 75,000 titles to choose from from every genre. So get a free audiobook download when you sign up today for a free trial. So just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle, and I get your free audiobook today. And actually, uh, you support Sick and Wrong at the same time. Awesome. It's a win-win situation. It well, might I- even be. That might even be a good gift for a, a Secret Santa. An Audible book. An Audible Burned book. to a CD. People love Audible books. Should I ramp the CD up in like tinfoil with a bow on it? Just use the newspaper. <laughs> Well, let me kick off episode uh, 257 here, the precursor to the holiday party, um, with my first listener submission. So, actually, the first listener submission we received here uh, was sent in by Jay. Jay writes... This is a perfect example of a kiwi chupacabra. I thought a chupacabra was Mexican. It is, but this is the kiwi. This is a New Zealand version. A New version. Zealand version of it. Okay. Yeah. So this story involves sex abuse and a New Zealand uh, chupacabra. Uh, Which is the goat sucker for people who forget Yeah, smoke a lot of weed or whatever. But he's a little sprite-like Old creature though, right? Like a hor- horrific sprite-like creature. Oh, like a mutant sprite, yeah, a woodland sprite that's mutated. That's kind of what this Slimy. guy is. His name's Tame Nutakira. Tame Nutakira. 47 uh-huh. years old. He stands all of 4'7". Four, 47? Seven. Four, seven, 47 years old. So he's middle-aged and he stands about 4'7 in height. Oh, wow. So he's a little guy. Uh, Does he been, grow one inch every year? <laughs> I think he stopped growing years ago. <laughs> he's just a little scary man. Okay. Uh, he's been jailed for eight years for the rape and repeated sexual abuse of five young girls. He says his life has been tough because of a debilitating genetic disorder that he's suffered from. Um, he's been sentenced to eight months imprisonment for rape, attempted rape, six charges of sexual violation, and four of indecent assault. According to his defense attorney, um, his lawyer said that uh, her client has had many health and social difficulties caused by Noonan syndrome. Noonan syndrome. Noonan syndrome. Noonan. 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 <laughs> uh, it's fun th- to say. This syndrome, I've never actually heard of it. Apparently, one in 1,000 people might have it. Um, this is some degenerative disease that does not allow you to grow properly. It, it doesn't allow you to grow properly. It affects uh, not only your like lymphatic system, but your uh, your it causes facial deformities. Heart defects, short stature. Um, it in this guy here, Takira, included a webbed neck, brittle bones, and heart problems. <laughs> I've heard of webbed feet and webbed f- fingers and hands, but a webbed neck. 
I have to show you. I'm going to post a picture of this man's ghastly visage. I swear to God, like you wait. look at it and you're like, he puts Warwick Davis, the leprechaun, to shame. This guy wouldn't even need makeup. Full makeup, Warwick Davis. Yeah, and leprechaun. I'm, I'm talking Warwick Davis in wow. leprechaun, uh, his leprechaun garb. But raping women? I mean, that's that's no behavior for a leprechaun. Well, or he's an not elf. raping women. He's raping eight year olds. Oh well, that kind of is what leprechauns do. So, so what's, just, carry what's on. interesting to me is keep in mind that Takira is. I don't know, uh, four foot five, his diminutive figure. Um, he right, looks but like, he's not like he's not like mini me size. But he looks like a river troll. He's a scary looking man. Would you? What does his skin look like? It's uh, he's kind of dark skin. He's dark skin. Dark skin, rough yeah. skin. He kind of looks like some kind of like shriveled up Maori. Is he a Maori? He must be. Okay, with a name like that. <laughs> um, but okay, so keep in mind you have this ghoulish looking creature. Would you let this guy babysit your eight-year-old? I'm just – I haven't seen the picture yet, but I'm assuming no. <laughs> I just feel like uh, that would probably be the last thing I would uh, I would feel his vocation would be. I could see maybe working at a construction site, uh, maybe in, in – In a uh, mine. <laughs> or Mr. Or, or, uh, was it Mr. Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I could see that. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. I, babysitting, No. Not for this man. Uh-huh. Well, apparently all these um, offenses occurred while he was babysitting. He would sneak into the girl's bedroom while she was sleeping and sexually assault her. Wow. That's first on the list of things you're not supposed to do. <laughs> didn't even read item one. He would leap from bed to bed and assault his victims. Uh, in the so mid- wait, so there's multiple <laughs> girls in multiple beds in the same room, and this creature would leap from room from bed to bed, Jesus, diddling them. That's gothic. It's quite a diddler. It's gothic. It's like a creature, like that that comes in the middle of the night. Yeah, you know, this is this is the boogeyman. This guy is the boogeyman. What's that classic painting with the little goblin on top of the fair maiden who's asleep? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe we'll find that. It's Andy Warhol. It. No, it's older than that. <laughs> the creature is Andy Warhol. I, I thought you were asking if the painting was by Andy Warhol. No, it is a painting of, of Andy, Andy Warhol. Warhol. Yeah, yeah, you're right, I thought you're right. so. I misinterpreted. So Takira slips in the bedroom of another victim while babysitting again, age 11, and began grinding himself against her. She pushed him away at that time, but a decade later, when she was 22, he came back. Oh, my God. He pinned her down on the couch late at night, raped her. When Think- she struggled, he clasped his hand over her mouth, and in a hoarse whisper, he said, No one can hear you. They're all asleep. <laughs> That's Think creepy. Think of all that wasted therapy after 10 years. <laughs> 10 years of trying you to get over You've got to get over this. It's never going to happen again. It was a one-time thing. Then, bam, 22 years old, raped by the freak again. You know, I wonder if they thought this thing was the tooth fairy till it came in and, and shoved his fingers in their vaginas. Maybe only, they thought only, he was... only one in ten women have teeth in their vagina. Okay, maybe that. he was the hymen fairy. <laughs> hymen fairy. <laughs> well, kind of he is. He's taking it away. In all the cases, he entered the bedrooms of the girls and began touching them while they were sleeping. So he is kind of the hymen fairy. Other... Now, if you got raped twice in the space of ten years by a freakish mutant... <laughs> Don't you like? Isn't this how people develop sexual fetishes? Like, does she now have a fetish for Warwick Davis type creatures? You know, I wonder. I wonder if Belial she, maybe. Do you think if she when she watches the movie Labyrinth, she masturbates 
furiously to all the creatures. Well, it might be just a Pavlovian response. Like maybe her vagina just moistens up and she doesn't really acknowledge it. When she it. sees a, an she, ogre. She thinks she's looking at David Bowie. But really. But really she's looking at the little Muppet trolls. So like the Dark Crystal would be porn for her. Yes. Whereas for us, it's just boring. Who's the girl in the, the Labyrinth movie? Didn't she go on to become famous? Isn't it, uh, what's the, her? Isn't that Jennifer Connelly? I think it is Jennifer Connelly. I'm going to have to watch that I movie again. I would masturbate to her. my pants off. <laughs> is she under 18 in that movie? Do you think she has a troll fetish? <laughs> I hope so. It's the only way I'll have a chance. <laughs> the, so the defense lawyer's uh, gambit here is said that the that her clients had so many health and social difficulties caused by the Noonan syndrome that it's been impossible for him to lead a normal adult life. But I think the fact that uh, that he was drunk and had very little recollection of any of these uh, these these uh, violations. Uh, He's an alcoholic, and he also can't control his sexual impulses. Yeah, I mean, does so this type of, does this type of shit it. work in New Zealand? Because I, I would counter with, you know, maybe if he wasn't drunk and raping young girls all the time, you would have a more, people would be more accepting of his disability. His syndrome. Yeah, that, I think that's where I was going with that. Okay, is I glad think to clear that up. If, if the, the fact that he abused substances and he had a, a obvious sexual disorder uh, causing him to rape little girls and steal hymens in the middle of the night, I think that... Is what's uh, causing him to be sent away for eight, eight That's years. That's why I don't live in New Zealand. You know, you should because I don't want to live in a place with the hymen fairy. I like the two. I like the good old American tooth fairy that we have here. You know, I would recommend people not to bring a hymen fairy to your office holiday party. No, because you're going to have to be responsible for him. Babysitting all night it's going to be awkward. I think even discussing the hymen fairy at <laughs> office party is off limits. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, the fact that uh, he was prolific. And, uh, and raping here. I'm going to give this five stars. I'm giving it five in anticipation of seeing the picture. Fair enough. Okay. What do you have here for episode 257? This one was sent in by Rhiannon. Made famous by the Fleetwood Mac song. I was about to say, I love that name, but do you pronounce it Rannon or Rhiannon? Well, the song says Rhiannon. I always thought the song just said Rannon. You don't listen to enough Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of Stevie Nicks. Her voice annoys me. Really? She she looks like that. She kind of looks like she might have Noonan syndrome. Now? Yeah, I mean, if you look at her now, she looks like she might have Noonan syndrome. But look at her back in the 70s. She was smoking hot. Yeah, I guess. So does Debbie Harry. She kind of looks like she has... I wonder if that's what happens to women when they get older. They just look like they have Noonan syndrome. Are you just talking about fat? <laughs> Is that what you're, <laughs> you're talking about? No, I'm just saying they shrivel, they get shorter in stature, their breasts tend to sa- sag, you know? Yeah. I think you're in for a shocking discovery when you get old and have, you know, a significant other. That's all I'm saying. I'm just although, saying, although, I'm hoping, Steve, although Stevie had a, uh, another little problem. Yeah, no, she was... Uh, the she, nose candy. She smoke, yeah, just she smoked, mountains she of cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. But, she, she basically scaled a Mount Everest of cocaine. She was the Sherpa of cocaine. <laughs> I don't think that helps the aging process. No, 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 no. Um, and why did we... Oh, because Rhiannon sent it in. And probably she was named... And this girl was probably named after the song. Her parents probably loved it. So good on, good on you, good on you, Rhiannon's parents. And on the forum, she's called. That's what she said. And this movie, uh, sorry, story comes straight out of Germany. Helmut 
Seifert, 47, is an ethnic German originally from Russia. Uh, and he was enraged when he heard his 17-year-old daughter was having a relationship with Philip Genscher because this dude is 57. So 40 years older than his daughter. So wait, how his daughter's how old? 17. 17 years old, having sex with a 57-year-old man. And I don't know what the age of consent is in Germany, but it must be pretty close to 17. How, how She's does either that one even, year above or below, I would But think. how does that even happen? Like, where would this 57-year-old man even come in contact with a, with a 17-year-old? Is At he a work, high school teacher? It doesn't say that he was... It seems like that would be mentioned, and it's not mentioned in the story. So I'm going to assume that he just met her in a beer garden or something like that, or... At the uh, clogging competition, I don't know what happens in Germany at the chocolate factory. Helmet went to see. Uh, Helmet went to the police. Helmet Seifert went to the police. The father, uh, but the uh, in his town, and the officers said that we are powerless to intervene. The- <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like Schwarzenegger there. The cops say, "I rub um, my feast into your stomach." The cops say. The men they recruited to work colleagues at his factory, and they went in to the house of the victim, or the victim. <laughs> victim? That's Polish, right? Victim. They, victim. Yeah. The, po- the Polish people, they pronounce the V as the W, and the Germans pronounce the W as the V. This is, my, this is my deep knowledge yeah, of accents. Yeah. This is how I do the show. This is how I craft my voices. Well, this is how you assume the persona. Research, yeah. yes. Well, it's good, though, because we're doing radio, so people listening really do think there's a German person speaking right now. I'm trying to evoke the story for the listeners, especially it's because good. it's the pre-holiday It's show. very dramatic. The man was forced to remove his trousers, and fully conscious, he was castrated. The severed testicles were taken away by the perpetrator. Now Which is that, once again the father. Now that sounds like Werner Herzog. Like this could oh, be a Werner closer. Herzog movie. Yeah. So so what what are you saying? Werner Herzog hunted this guy down and chopped his balls, chopped his dick off. Yeah, with a butter knife. Apparently, he found the fifty-seven-year-old man. And how do you cut balls with a butter knife? Well, I don't know if you heard me say because we were making fun of the accent, but he he recruited two of his work colleagues at the factory where he works making. BMWs or Mercedes or something like that. Bratwurst or chocolate. Or chocolate bratwurst. Chocolate bratwurst. Chocolatey bratwurst. Yeah, that's pretty much what they do. Yeah. Uh, So he had, you know, two big burly factory workers hold the guy down and then he just saw away at it, I guess. They might How have to, long would that have taken, though? It must have taken like two hours. But maybe this it was uh, a German butter knife. Was the German butter knife serrated? It might be. Have, have you ever been to Germany? No, I've, neither I've, have I. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure many Jews I'm in the were dark tortured here. with a German butter knife. Everything I know about Germany is having a governor of my state who's from Austria. I don't really know anything. That's where the accent's coming from. I don't either. know anything about Germany since like, past 1945. <laughs> I know that one picture that goes around the internet of the really hot uh, waitress at the beer garden with her tits popping out. Oh, I know you know that the picture. one I'm talking. Everybody knows Saint it. Because whenever anybody makes fun of Germany, somebody flashes that picture, and you're like, "Oh, Germany's cool." Yeah, it's yeah, the "Oh, Germany's cool" picture. Yeah. It's yeah, the only one. Not- so, so maybe they do have sharp butter knives in Germany. I'm willing to believe. I'm just it. willing to think though they must have held the guy down for three hours, and the guy's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> this <laughs> this has got to stop sometime." Please use a scalpel. <laughs> 
Okay, so the dude didn't die. He was close to dying from bleeding to death, but he managed to call the police. His life was saved, but he remains a eunuch for life. Eunuch. So, so they just cut the dude's nuts off. Just? No, okay, but I mean, they didn't cut the whole package off, right? Yeah, just the nuts. Yeah, but are you a eunuch? The nuts are the engine of the package. I don't know if you know this. I mean, the cock part is like the body of the car. I mean, it looks nice, but really it's what's under the hood that matters, and that's the nuts. So you're saying without the nuts, you can't make it rise? Oh, can it rise? That's what I'm saying. I mean, they still might it's be rises, but It's rises, su- but so it's ju- not going to shoot juice. So was a eunuch, though, a eunuch was castrated when he was like seven or eight before he hit puberty. So he This guy isn't just... going to have a high voice. I mean, he probably had a high voice right after they cut him off just because you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, he's but already... screaming for three hours, it probably gets He's already, uh, you know, his body has been he's developed, developed yeah. with the testosterone, although he might start to grow tits now without gonads. Do you think he's going to break up, is going to break up the relationship? Between him and the 17-year-old, yeah. Ilsa or whatever. It doesn't say her name. I assume they're protecting her identity. Well, no more Arabian goggles for her. I would think, I would think a 17-year-old <laughs> girl is not going to stand by her man after her father cuts her man's Balls nuts off. off. And the yeah. man, remember, the man is actually 10 years older than her father. It, w- women are so fleeting with their desire. Really? Know? Seriously. Because really, if she stuck with him, he'd probably be dead in 10 years anyway. And she'd get all his money. All his money. Yeah. Doesn't say what he does, whether he works at a factory or not. But the guy, so the guy's on trial now, Mr. Seifert. And he says, he told police, I received a phone call anonymously that my daughter was involved with a guy 40 years older than her. You said you couldn't stop him. So I did. I saw it as my duty as a father. <laughs> Dude, this guy's the ball terminator. We gotta send this guy after Bin Laden. I was about to say, I mean, yeah. Doesn't he have a German relative who was in the World Trade Center or something? Because you know, he needs guy, to exert, exert uh, whatever, vengeance. I think we should send the ball terminator to Afghanistan or Pakistan or wherever Bin Laden might be hiding. And he would probably That's, that's find part of the problem, which we don't know. But. Yeah, but I think ball terminator would just get two buddies, Hans and Franz, from, yeah. the, from work. Good. Yeah, they're, they're on the team, too. We really need to create a roster. You know, like, let's not just throw people out there willy-nilly going to get Bin Is Laden. Is Dolph Lundgren allowed to be on the team? No. Okay. Dolph Lundgren will, will drop Dolph Lungi Lundgren <laughs> will play this guy in the movie. But remember the dude who who uh, the U.S. shut down who was gonna go over there. He had the samurai sword. He was walking around. Yeah, the but he had like heart palpitations or something. Dude, we can fix him. Six million dollar man style. But Give him a pacemaker. Him yeah. on the roster. This guy on the roster is two. His two buddies on the roster. They're a package deal. I can see that. This time next Christmas, if we don't have Bin Laden's head yet. We'll have made up a roster, and then we're going to lobby Congress Let's to fund this guy. a team of commandos together. Not commandos. That's the whole point. These guys are beyond commandos. Dude, anybody, that, that, guy's, that guy has the medal of a commando, though. <laughs> he does, but this is going to be like, the commandos can be this. Did you ever see the movie Armageddon? <laughs> you know, the, the one with uh, Ben Affleck? Everybody's in it. Bruce Willis, Steve Buscemi, that huge black dude. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. You never saw it? I, I don't oh, think you I should saw watch it. I think maybe Owen Wilson was in it. But the premise of Armageddon is that there's an asteroid coming to destroy the Earth, hence Armageddon. But um, the highly trained NASA physicist astronauts and you know specialists in space, 
they are too um, effeminate, I guess is the word, to take care of the problem. You know, they like overthink it. And uh, well, maybe. So what? They want some Americans to go up there and launch. Some so they get a bunch of retards. You know, well, no, no. They get a bunch of retards off an oil rig, all of the BP oil spill oil rig, and these guys, like, they don't fucking think about anything. They just do it, man. And so they send both the astronauts and the uh, roughnecks off the oil rig to, to go deal with the asteroid, and of course, the uh, NASA people are, are too, they overthink the problem, and they can't complete their mission, but the oil rig well, They're too intellectual. They're too, too intellectual. Yeah. I mean, That's what I'm trying to say. Wrapped up in their own thoughts, and their yes. own formulas. Right. They're thinking about sucking on their mom's nipple, hair. and how yeah. their mom never loved them, and that sort of thing. Well, this guy's pure id. I mean, he right. just reacts. So we would have these guys, and then we would have the highly trained commando guys would be there to like support them, and but really, these guys would be it like they're just gonna go do the shit man that would be a fascinating documentary yeah called ball busters we'll work on the name later. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale think about that <clears throat> what a way to end your relationship i mean i would never date that girl i would never after, date after her after you got your balls cut off no i'm just saying like the next boyfriend be like so what happened to your ex like well oh he's 57 that's weird yeah Why'd you guys break up? Oh, your dad cut his balls off. Okay, so your dad cut the balls off of a 57, your ex 57 year old boyfriend. I'm out of here. Yeah. Out of Vida Zane. Yes, thank you. I don't think it would happen, but on the Sigurong Star scale, I couldn't imagine the terror. I mean, she's got to dude... be pretty hot, though, the 17 year old, or else why would a 57 year old guy bother with what he knows is going to be is that fraught with issues? I think, I'm thinking 17 years old is. Is age of consent, maybe hmm. maybe even sixteen, wow, or maybe it's like here where different areas of the country have different ages, but they never mentioned so that he was allowed to tap that fraud line. They never mentioned it being statutory rape or anything, so you would think so, it's not so an the, issue. The uh, the ball buster here, the 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 ball terminator was acting um, uh, against, against the, the law. law. Yeah, against yeah. The law. No, he's going to probably go to prison for attempted murder. You know, on the sick and wrong star scale, I think it's wrong for a 57-year-old man to be dating a woman that, that young. That's and the I, sickest part. And if I was this girl's father, I would also be pretty upset. I applaud him. I would probably give the guy a really hard kick in the balls, I'd though. Get, I don't think I would hold him get down my point and, across. and saw off his, his nuts with a butter knife. So, First of all, I just don't want to really be touching another, another guy's nuts. Because I agree with what this guy did, I'm going to subtract. 0.25 from the score. 4.75. I'm going to give it just a four. I'm going back to the whole numbers. A whole number. Yeah. All right. I'm subtracting a point because I agree with, I understand what he did. I'm not condoning it, but I understand where he's coming exactly. from. Exactly. Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus. And uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong. Final story we hear that we have for episode 257 came from a guy or a woman who calls herself or himself CP. Uh, CP says she Child probably- porn. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Carl Perkins. Uh, she says she probably should have killed the parrot, too. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Uh, she's referring to a parrot who uh, was involved here with the <clears throat> death, I guess, of an elderly woman in uh, St. George, South Carolina. 
A, pa- a bird. The parrot is a bird. Uh, yeah. Right. It's a, it's a bird. A parrot okay. is a bird. Sometimes they're colorful. Uh, sometimes they not. They can, they can mimic what you say. They sometimes they're big. Phrases. Sometimes they're small. Yeah, they're, they, they can be large. They can be small creatures. Um, some of them sell breakfast cereals. I don't know if you... It's true. Toucan sand. Well, is yeah. a toucan a parrot? More or less, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this happened in St. George, South Carolina. A 98-year-old woman who died Tuesday was being neglected by her primary caregiver, her 60-year-old daughter. Mm. You know, by that point, I'm sure the daughter was like, I am so sick of taking care of this incontinent old bag. I mean, that's like I agree, yeah. 98? You're just like, come on, just die already. Seriously. Yeah. Like, who lives to be 98? Pillow, face. Um, EMS workers called police, and they found the elderly woman lying in a soiled bed. She had numerous sores throughout her body. The house was unheated and filthy. There were animal droppings throughout and odors. Uh, it was cold, and there was a window in her room was open to let out the smell of rotting flesh. But what, I mean, really, though, what do you expect? <laughs> to close the window and have the whole place smell like uh, rotting flesh? Right. Maybe the daughter opened the window after the woman died. She could have opened it after the woman died. or maybe, I mean, maybe she was giving some, some care. Not the best care. No, clearly not the de- best definitely care. Definitely taking care of the smell in the room. <laughs> Trying to. Uh, several of her bed sores were open, and uh, one on her hip was so bad that it had fused to the bedding to her mattress. So Jesus Christ! That that right there is a sign of poor care. When you're <clears throat> when you're the person you're carrying becomes part of the furniture, becomes one with the furniture. Right. We've had this happen in stories before. Yeah, it's sort of like Pee Wee's Playhouse in a really bad macabre way. She's kind of not cherry chair. She's more like Betty bed. Right. Yeah. And she's not like cheerful. No. Or just definitely moaning. Quite the pain. opposite. She's in pain. I don't yeah. think it feels good to to become one with your mattress. <laughs> no. Uh, apparently Copeland, the caregiver, had or Copeland, the, the dying woman here, Ann Copeland, had not been turned in her bed uh for months. So she had been sitting there just seeping into the mattress, like more or less <laughs> melting. Uh, there were seven dogs and uh, at least twenty-three cats throughout the house. There was also now. A- what is the justification for that? You mean that to have all those animals? Yeah, I have no idea who's feeding the animals. Why? Get, call animal control. We have a sick woman here, a sick dying woman, and there's all these just animals running willy-nilly all over the place. Just throughout the house. But the one animal, the the animal of of key significance here, was a parrot. And this parrot... Now, this is the bird. Yeah, this is the parrot. Parrot is a bird. Um, uh, this parrot, whose mimicry, mimicry uh, gave the detective on the force here, Bonnet, a chill when he heard it. Hmm. The parrot was mimicking the older lady by saying, help me, help me. And then it would laugh in a parrot voice. So I don't do a good parrot accent. I probably do a better parrot accent than I do an English accent, but... I, I picture it being like, help me, help me, and then laughing in, uh-huh. the, in a laugh. Do the laugh. Um, but <laughs> it was probably, th- this is what they say, they, they feel that it was mimicking the mother who was dying, screaming, help me. Yeah. 
Um, and then mimicking the daughter when the daughter just laughed. So the parrot is like the black box of this old woman's of, dying of this moments. Old woman's, uh, it kind of makes it, it kind of recommends to people that you do get a parrot when you're when to you're record old and this dying. information. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, a lot of states have laws where you can't record somebody without their prior knowledge, but you can have a parrot in the room. Is a parrot's uh, rantings in Miss Moncourt? It better be. <laughs> What kind of a world do we live in where I can't bring a parrot into the room? So do you recall my brother's roommate that he found just randomly on Craigslist that used to live at that, that disgusting, dilapidated yeah, house? Yeah, yeah. I find it funny a, that you asked me if I remember because, I mean, I clearly remember it. You know, I can't remember his first name. It was like Alan or something. No. Or Roger? No. Oh, God, Alex? Alex. Was it Alex? Maybe. Okay, but do you remember that we were going to a Judas Priest show, and we had to borrow my brother's car? Well, we had to get your brother to drive us. Yeah, because we were going to get drunk. So we stopped over at this house, and it was like all the way up on the hill in Castro on like 24th. Full of gay tchotchkes. Brick fab- and Weird fabric walls. And dick statues. And, yeah. Yeah, and then pictures of this guy's like lover who died of AIDS in like 1972. It was really creepy. But the weirdest thing about it is he, instead of a dining room, he just had these massive bird cages and he had three parrots. Yeah, I remember the parrots. He had, uh, it's kind of smelled birdy in there. And there's a difference. I, I learned this by uh, when my brother lived there. So he, the guy had two macaws, which are the really colorful parrots. Mm. And so the macaws will imitate your voice, but they'll do it in a bird voice. Okay. So they'd be like, that's wackery. But he Sounds also like had... Sounds like my mom. <laughs> he also had... A, yeah, that's what most women sound like. Um, he also had an African gray parrot, but an African gray parrot... They want that spoken about Ebonics? No. <laughs> an African gray parrot will mimic your voice identical to your voice. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and so the, the colorful parents don't talk that often. The African gray parent just talks incessantly. The oh. most annoying creature I think I've ever seen. But what was weird about but it... But I could just... I mean, people right now could be listening to an African gray parrot and think that it's me on the other end of this it podcast. It sounds just like your voice. Really? It will mimic... It could mimic uh, sounds from TV if you leave the TV on. Interesting. And it will just completely do an impersonation of that person's voice. So that's so, the one that... That's the kind what I would get if I was in the market for a parrot. That yeah, sounds, that sounds amazing. So this this guy had this gray parrot since the time he was a kid, or not, not since the time the parrot was like. So the parrot's already Jeff like so, Joffrey's old roommate. Yeah, so he had the he had the parrot for like over twenty three years or something. Wow, I did hear that some of these things live to be really old. Yeah, they can be like a hundred years old or something. So this parrot would mimic his voice exactly, and if you recall, this guy's voice, he had like a really high pitched, effeminate voice. He'd walk into a room and always go, "Hello." Uh-huh. And when he answered the phone, he'd be like, hello. And so that parrot just nonstop all day, like, hello. Anytime the cell phone went off, hello. And he used to say, the guy used to say, um, what was that? He said one line that he's, oh, that's what it was. Where's my Virginia Slims? Uh-huh. And that, that's what I remember more Is than that from a movie or something? No, he smoked Virginia Slims. Oh. <laughs> So and he was he was so high on speed all the time that the guy was constantly losing his cigarettes. So he'd walk around being like, "Where's my Virginia Slims?" Hello, Jeffrey. Where's my Virginia Slims? That's all that parrot would say all day. 
<laughs> it would drive me nuts. My brother didn't even care. I'd sit at mm. my brother's house. He, he tuned it out. Well, he'd come over and be like, why don't you have pizza at my house? I'm like, you don't know why? Because you have a fucking African gray parrot with a lisp that keeps saying, where's my, where's my Virginia Slim? <laughs> my Virginia Slim? Over and over and over again. Uh, that's why I don't want to come to your house. He's like, it could be amusing. The, picky. It would be amusing the first couple of visits, but I can see on repeated visits. Yeah, sitting in a room a little full of disturbing. dick statues, photos of a dead gay man, and a parrot that's incessantly saying, Where's my Virginia Slims with a lip? <laughs> trying, yeah. to, trying to avoid the ashes that are spilling over Jeff's ashtrays. But uh, I feel that this parrot that this woman had probably was an African gray parrot. Because if it could mimic her voice exactly, they could make out. Probably. The help me, help me sounded like the old lady dying. And then this laugh, this sinister laugh from this evil black-hearted daughter. I say bring that parrot parrot. into the courtroom. And just sit it on the bench, make it swear. Yeah. Take an oath. Yep, take an oath. Put your your beak on this Bible. Although one thing I can say for sure here, though, and this is what the daughter should have done. If she's going to torment her mother like that till the mother actually dies, she should probably at least flush the fucking bird down the toilet, too. Yeah. Get rid of the animals. Let them go. But was the African gray, is it kind of big, though? Because the macaws are big. You can't flush that down the toilet. you got to put it in the garbage disposal. I was scared to death of the thing. Or, cho- huge, or chop like it up and put it in a garbage bag. Or something. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't like birds, though. No, neither do I. They're prehistoric creatures. Copeland's daughter here, Gloria Park, was arrested in charge of abuse and neglect, resulting in death of a vulnerable adult. Uh, she is scheduled to have a bond hearing and is currently awaiting... Um, yeah, the trial. I don't like anything that lays eggs. If you lay an egg, you're on my shit list. Yeah, I kind of agree with you A fucking lizard, fuck you, fish, blow me, snake, fucking die in a fire, duckbill platypus, jump off the fucking Gulgate Bridge. Yeah, I'm not really into two eggs. Jellyfish, fuck off. I mean, I'm not opposed to eating a chicken's egg. No, no, I'm talking about, I don't want to, like, talk to you and see you walking around alive. I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want it no. in my presence. No, not yeah. at all. I completely agree Penguins with you Penguins suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, penguin. <laughs> Take your egg laying ass somewhere else. Seriously. And the fucking dad takes care of it. Sucker. That I don't understand either. Yeah, I know. I remember. I remember just throwing popcorn at the screen of that. <laughs> that what was that? The flight of the, the Concords. Orgy penguin. Mo- no. Yeah, that's it? what it was called. Flight of the. Con- yeah, it was flight of the Concords. That movie about the penguins. The penguins with the funny with hair. James Earl Jones. He narrated it. Yeah, and they were from New Zealand, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just. I, I don't like penguins. So on the stick and wrong star scale, Wankley, uh, you know, this is kind of a run of the mill mother or caregiver neglects her her old mother but the fact that uh you know she probably was like oh shit i'm caught and she's sitting there lying to the police being like you know what my brother is supposed to be checking in on her i had no idea that uh she needed to be turned oh my god i feel so horrible it's my mother dying and then meanwhile you got this parrot in the background just like laughing just like this hideous laughing like oh that old fucking bitch mimicking your voice exactly and you're just kind of like oh don't worry about the parrot just ignore him he does it all the time he was watching an episode of uh, columbo yeah he's watching sanford's son don't don't even listen to him don't even listen to him Um, he doesn't sound like fred sanford he sounds exactly like you (laughs) and i know something about a parrot the fact that she got caught by the parrot i'm gonna have to give this four stars i'm giving it Yes, four for for parrot justice. It's the parrots, parrot justice. the parrots on the roster, by the way. 
It's parrot justice. Because if these guys get bogged down in some type of a a gully <laughs> they can't get out, the parrot can fly back to headquarters and, and let the people know what's going on, even if the radios are down. So what, the parrot's on the roster of the Bin Laden team. What do you think if you had one of those African gray parrots, and from the time it was a hatchling, you just played Slayer nonstop? I think you'd be an incredible metal parrot. Do you think that parrot would just sing Slayer all the time? Yeah. What if you played Elvis? He'd probably sing Elvis. That's, a, that's an interesting experience. If you experiment. get, if you get an, a parrot, I'm not coming over here anymore. <laughs> so do that experiment elsewhere. I think that'd be a good idea. Hmm, something huh. to look into. Patent that. Uh, people, we invite you to decide who won episode 257 here at Sick and Wrong. Go vote, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Wackily, uh, we're about near the end of the show here. We've got a few phone calls, a sick wrong hotline, and an email to get to if we have time. Um, people can call the sick wrong hotline at 206-666-3846. Before we get to uh, our phone calls here, how about a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. <laughs> It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamAndEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So people, don't forget, it's Dildember, so go to adamandeve.com, when you check out, type in Diddle, and uh, yeah, buy some gifts for your uh, white elephant Christmas party at your office. Yeah, or just general gifts for your family. Um, we got a few phone calls, Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is the number. Uh, yeah, why can't we not play uh, call number one? Hello, Dan Lance, or Lance, as you say, in America. This is Leah calling from London. Um, I've listened to you guys right from the very, very first episode. Um, I have a major, major crush on Lance. Really sorry, Dee. Um, so I have a second long story. When I broke up with my bastard ex-husband, I was single for a while and I kind of started dating this guy, but I sort of saw him a few times. It was very, very nice. A couple of snogs here and there. Snogs. That's oh, making out, right? Made, made out, yeah. Not, not the actual boning. Some, but it's. I think it involves like some tongue, though. It wasn't just like a peck on the cheek. No, no. I think it's like laying on the couch making out. Yeah, full on snogging. You got tongue shoving each other's mouths and heavy petting. <laughs> if you're an adult, how do you? And you're in that stage. How do you not fuck? That's. I never understood that. Like, if that's happening, we're fucking. Well, I think I think you have to have the 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 I guess the what sexual uh, reservations of an English. Uh, an English oh, couple. okay, it's an English thing. You know, I imagine it's it's the chavs are fucking right off the, the beginning. They don't even snog. They yeah, go I don't right think past snogging. Snog. I just think that I don't think snogging's even an equation. I'm they don't even know each other's names. A London couple like mm. like Hugh Grant. Huge you know? Grant, yeah, yeah. He he snogs. Did you hear that uh, Elizabeth Hurley is back on the market? Really? Yeah. I would snog her. Yeah, so would I. I would even I would snog her multiple times and not even have the intercourse. If I the promise of intercourse was yeah, in the future. Yeah, I was future. about to say now if intercourse was going to happen in the future and it was a guarantee I would hold thing, back. 
I would snog on. Quite I wouldn't a few want. Occasions. I wouldn't want to damage your sensibilities with my rough American ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd been single, and I was like, you know what? I just really need to seal the deal with this guy. I'm quite shy. I don't. I'm not just with what you know. I'm not like Kendra. I don't push this about, as it were, in the nicest possible way. I thought, wow. come on. <laughs> like, reference to Kendra. <laughs> what did she say? She's like, you know, I'm an English lady. I'm not an American strumpet. Kendra's Canadian, by the way, yeah, okay? exactly. They don't act like that in America, okay? Right. <laughs> but she does say that she's been listening since the first episode, which I don't... How does somebody find out about this show since the first... Maybe she listened to the backlog. Especially, yeah, in London. I have no idea. So, come on. It's been a long time now. I need to get back on the horse. Anyway, to cut a very, very long story short, it came down to it. His penis was the same size as my then four-year-old child's. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Although maybe her four-year-old child just has a really big cock. I mean, this is like a happy story all around, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if her, if her four-year-old is hung like Ron Jeremy. Yeah. Then it's just everybody's doing well at that point. Yeah, then it's a win-win situation. I don't think that's what she meant. No. Uh, when I saw it, I was so shocked that I was nearly sick. She and, dropped her um, teeth, loss. <laughs> it was just, I, I literally just didn't know what to do. Obviously, I had to go through with it. I mean, perhaps this could be a mighty sense question. Should I have gone through with it? Uh, couldn't feel anything. Um, didn't know when to start faking it. Um, it was the most horrific experience. And then when he went to sleep, he started groaning and sucking his thumb. Um he was 34. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this in America, but there's something called the Milky Bar, Milky Bar Kid. He's a Milky Bar Kid. Uh, look it up. Google it. Yeah. So anyway, that was my second wrong story. Um, love you guys, especially you, Lance. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Bye. Was that Camilla Parker Bowles? <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of sounded like her. Yeah, I think so. You know, I wonder. I thought it was Posh Spice, actually. Um, <laughs> the so Milky what, Bar what, Kid. What is a Milky Bar Kid? Is that like a, you know, a, a mama's boy? Is that what you mean? Sounds like it. I mean, a man who's like, so let's see if I can look it up extremely quickly. Milky so, okay, she's saying this kid. guy was 34 years old. He had a baby dick and he, and he sucked, sucked his, his thumb, thumb in bed. Yeah, Milky Bar Kid appears to be some sort of ginger little uh, effeminate-looking kid who maybe it appears in uh, advertising for a candy bar. Okay, so this is effeminate. Not not the type of thing a grown man would want to uh, think of. Uh, he looks like the kid so, from A Christmas Story. The, okay, so this is more like an Opie Cunningham type of kid rather than a David Beckham figure that most exactly. women are attracted to. Exactly. So what? Okay, maybe this is maybe the, I guess the the analogy here would be Prince Harry versus Prince William. What do you, who See, do you the think? fact that you know the difference between the princes makes oh, you a little a bit milky prince. bar over there. There's a ginger prince. Isn't he? Wait, no. Okay, the Ginger Prince though isn't him. Isn't he like? Uh, he's a commando though, right? Yeah. So maybe he isn't a Milky Bar kid. The other one is. The other one's balding. Any royal. Any the other one's younger than us, and he's balding, and he's got those those Prince Charles teeth and ears. It's not a good. It's not a any good look. Member for of the royal family's a Milky Bar kid. That's not even a good analogy. I'm throwing that away. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're. I mean, ever since Henry VIII, they've all been homos. Yeah. After they stopped chopping their wives' heads off and, and just gorging themselves them. on like massive amounts of, you know, exotic food. 
Yeah. I, I've had wanted to have nothing to do with any of them. Pointless. But so, so what – I guess – you know what I was thinking just listening to this lady say she had to go through with it. Um, and – I guess it's kind of good, though, that uh, you know she's she's used to that type of experience. So if she ever does meet you, she's not going to have to uh, curl up in a ball and have shock. You know, she'll be like, "Okay, well, I've been there, done that. I, I can deal with this now," which is good. Are you casting aspersions <laughs> on my penis size, or just my? Mi- I am kind of Milky Bar. I will put. I will give you that. You're a little ginger, but I'm like a Milky Bar with a big cock. Yeah, I guess you must be. Uh, what, what do you think the Milky Bar is? <laughs> That's why they call me the Milky Bar Kid, baby. <laughs> but okay, so what I'm saying is, if a girl's in this situation and uh, if you're hot in a situation, heavy, with a guy, just buy a plane ticket and I will have sex with you. Especially if you have a hot English accent. Yeah, but like don't that. you think the girl should have an exit strategy? Don't you think she should be able to say something and just you know like gray squirrel and just run out of the room and that's what you say? <laughs> no, and, no. and when a guy hears that, no. he knows. We've talked about this before. And I don't remember what the context was, but I don't know why she went all the way with the dude. Because all she's obligated to do at that point is give him a blowjob. Although maybe some girls are more even... squeamish about a blowjob than actually having uh, vaginal sex. But even a hand job, I think. Just give him a hand job, get him the fuck out, and never call him again. Okay, put it this way. If, if you're going to reverse the situation, if I'm getting hot and heavy with a girl, uh-huh. I pull her pants down, and she is like an elongated clitoris that looks like a small penis... I'm going to be like, oh, my God, gray squirrel, and run out of the room. I'm not, it's not going to happen. Right. So I think she should be allowed to do the same thing. If it's like I, I a guy's got that, a button on a fur coat, and she's like, that's it? Really? Gray squirrel, I'm out of How here. big are we talking about on this, on this alarm? Four-year-old. Four-year-olds don't have a big dick. It's no, 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 the, the clitoris that you're running away from. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about your manliness here. I'm just saying if I can see it protruding out cl- of the... You can see the clit? No. That's all that has to happen to you? No, no. I'm saying it's like a three-inch protrusion coming out. It's like, I mean, it can wiggle and, and poke you in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, hello. Hello, Nancy Poo. Oh, um, that's a little frightening. I would do I, is there, I wouldn't do go I, through do with Do I it? have a bottle of scotch next to the bed? Or? <laughs> can I say, can I ray, ray, yell, gray squirrel, run out, get the scotch and come back? No, I'm just saying, I think you should be allowed. It's like, I Am think I people... obligated to give the elongated clitoris a hand job? <laughs> <laughs> a little tug-tug. I want to know. Uh, you know, I just feel that if that there should be a code word you can say in this situation that prevents any but kind who are, of... Uh, who, who's, there, who's listening to the code word? Well, the person would know and be like, oh, shit. But won't they know when you run out of the room? <laughs> Well, Maybe, they might think you have diarrhea. Yeah. The code word means I don't have a diarrhea. I'm disgusted You're disgusting. by your genitalia, mm. and I'm running out of the room, and you can hear me start my car, and I'm just <laughs> driving away, peeling out. That and is good. Like, so well, is gray squirrel a, or, or, I mean, you, there isn't a code word yet, but we're going to make one now. So is it gray squirrel? I'm just saying gray squirrel might my, my, my work. You think? The or only gumdrop. Nope. No. No, because gumdrop could be ter- a term of affection, and if you're if you're if you're out cougaring or snapping turtling, gray squirrel might be a term of affection. It's got to be something like hmm. that's not sexual in any way, which is extremely hard to think of. What about like let me kill a mister? Nope, sexual. No. <laughs> <laughs> Milky bar kid. It could be, but that's kind of hard to say. Um, Corky. Maybe we should leave this till next week and people can call in suggestions. And maybe that'll be like second prize. The I best, just, best code word 
Okay, for what about this? Escape, uh, emergency sex jettison code word. I think Patton Oswalt. That is a good word. <laughs> I think if you're like... Nobody is ever going to say that in bed. I just think if you're just like, Patton Oswalt, I'm out of here. Out. You don't even have to say out. You just say Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Put your clothing on. Leave the room. Back out of the room, I would suggest. Back out of the room slowly. And the guy would be like, okay, well, I guess he said Patton Oswalt. This I is done. I got Patton Oswalted. And this is done. Yeah. Or Camilla Parker Bowles might be, but that also takes it's, a long it's time a lot to, say. to say. Just say Patton Oswalt. Yeah, Patton Oswalt. And just, you're out. Okay, I think, but if you have any other suggestions, give us a call us now. What do we have for call number two? Something Lance, it's Scott. Uh, not from Iowa or wherever the fuck that guy's from, but... <laughs> you know exactly where he's from. He's from Iowa. Come on. Wait, did he just say some? Did he just say Scott from Iowa? He or? said he's Scott, not from Iowa, oh, he's or Scott. wherever that guy's from. Everybody oh, okay. knows Scott from Iowa. Don't play like you don't know who Scott saying, from Iowa. Is. It's Scott, but not from Iowa. Yeah. He's gonna. That guy's the, a minor celebrity. This guy's gonna be the new Scott, but he's, at some point he's got to tell us where he's from, not where he's not from. <laughs> so he started smoking weed about four months ago. And I do. Congratulations. Yeah, ride that rocket. <laughs> I do. I smoke about three or four times a day, or not a day, but three or four times a week. And it's high right already, now. He's, he's high already right feeling now. the long term effects of, of marijuana abuse. <laughs> a day, week, whatever. Short term memory loss doesn't even matter. Problems with concepts of temporal <laughs> duration. And like my own house. And my parents would be pretty pissed if they found out. So if I ever get caught, I was wondering what should I do. And also I was wondering if you guys ever got caught like drinking or smoking or doing any kind of crazy-ass drugs whenever you guys were young. Yeah, I'm still in high school, so I don't know what they do if I get caught. But, yeah, keep it, keep it sick, keep it wrong, and uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Thanks there, stoner. So time for brass tacks. You know, it's it, you came to the right place here, Scott. I uh, know. I let, let's just impart some wisdom to you, young impressionable high school stoners. Well, I got caught with a bag of weed once. Did you? Yeah, blamed, blamed, it, blamed it on a friend. Both. As I was my about my to parents say. would always <clears throat> gang up. They don't. They don't. There, there was none of this. Uh, I found this. I'm not going to tell your father, but don't do it again. Or, or I found some. Or I know you're drunk, but. You know, it would break your mother's heart, so I'm not going to tell her. Like, they would immediately confer and then just bring the hell's wrath down upon me. Were they really upset? Did they find it in your car? Did they find it in your bed? I think it was in a bag. They were going. My mother was, as she sort of, my mom has uh, OCD about cleaning things, so she was like, wanting to like launder something, a sweatshirt or something that she thought was in my backpack. You know, I don't. I, you know, launder the shit that's in the in the laundry hamper. You don't yeah, need to go don't searching go for dirty my, clothes. That's like an unlawful search and seizure. I don't think that applies when you're like living under somebody's roof. But uh, yeah, yeah so she went in there, bag of weed flies up. I'd have been like, I contest that, yes. Dad. Yeah, this is inadmissible. <laughs> Stricken from the evidence booth here. <laughs> um, you know, I think you do need to have. That friend who's your scapegoat. You need a scapegoat. I had Clark Patterson. Clark Patterson was a bad kid that every parent hated. He was like the parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. No parent wanted this kid as their son. But it's not just the kid. His parents have to not care. So your your parents know that it's useless to even call the kid's parents because they don't give a fuck. He only had a mom. <laughs> Dad wasn't, didn't even exist. 
So it was just kind of like this kid that could do anything he wanted, stay out of his lazy one. There's no curfew. He could get you anything he wanted, and he had a reputation. Yeah. That all parents knew. And you so, think it would turn out badly for that type of a kid, but where is that kid now? I have no idea what oh, happened. Oh, to him. it did turn out badly for him. Oh, who would have thought? I, I imagine maybe prison. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just taking a wild guess here. But I just remember, like, the, if, without Clark Patterson, I probably would have been grounded numerous times. I think I probably wouldn't have gotten a car at the age of 16. Yeah. Well, I think I, I still got grounded or some type of punishment for, for of having trouble, a bag of weed, but I wasn't, like, sent to rehab. Yeah, I didn't have to go through drug counseling. That's think, what you're trying to avoid. Yeah, I think what I said, I was like, you know, mom. I was just hanging out with Clark, and I think he left that in my car. Yeah. I, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I just thought it was like maybe some plants that he was planning on planting, <laughs> and he left it, and I just kind of was going to give it back to him. Or if your parents aren't dumbasses like these were, you could say, you could even throw in something like, you know, it's sometimes the cool kids are doing things, and I, I feel like I need to fit in, and just play into the whole that it's all about peer pressure, and you're very stressed, and maybe you'll get taken to, out for ice cream out of it. Because your parents will feel bad about your your crappy modern, modern life cry. that you nope. have to grow up with that they never had to deal with these issues, man. But the first time, though, you can use your scapegoat. You can use your Clark Patterson the first time. Second time, you got to use a family member. And then I blame my brother. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't have a, I didn't have a Dude, bad... My brother broke every boundary. I didn't Dude, have my a brother bad ran away from home like three times. He went to rehab a couple times. It was just kind of like, yeah, when I, ever got, when I got caught for papers after blaming Clark Patterson, it was just like, oh, those are mine. Those are Jeffrey's. <laughs> what are they doing in your jacket pocket? I think he... Borrowed my Borrowed jacket. My jacket. <laughs> this brings up a broader point. I, the oldest child gets the worst end of the stick. Yeah. As far as like just your parents freak the fuck out. They're like, I can't believe there's even weed in my house, much less it's my kids. Because well, you're, you're, I mean, you're testing their boundaries. It's the first time you've ever experienced that. Right. You know, they've ever experienced that. And my little brother's just pulling huge bong tubes like in his room and just sort of casually blowing the the, the smoke out his window. Yeah, that's how and I And all was. my parents care about is he doesn't burn the house down. Yeah, you know. It, it, it's, it's fucked, man. <laughs> It's fucked. Sorry, dude. A, there's a small violin playing a song for you right now, Wackily. Thank you. <laughs> a parrot. The gray parrot's playing that violin. <laughs> no, is so it just making go. the noise or is it actually playing the violin with its wing? <laughs> so there you go, kid. Go find yourself a Clark Patterson. Just get, just get that bad kid that uh, all your parents hate. Right. But you do kind of want to... Because some parents are the just knee-jerk, like, you're going off to rehab parents, and you kind of want to feel your parents out if they're that type of per. Because you might want to take extra precautions. You don't want to be the kid who smoked one joint and then his parents sent him to, like, yeah. rehab for six months. Or the that army just or something. That or the suck. army. Yeah, you're going to mili- <laughs> military school with that goddamn Finkelstein <laughs> shit kid. That would be the worst. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what do we have for call number three? It's related. Hey guys, it's Emily just from the world though. So I was just calling because I had a question. Uh, can't be solved with chemistry this time. Uh, I, I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Something yeah, about first of all, slow down and enunciate properly. Something about chemistry, but he gets to his point. I wonder if he's been trying to get me to do pot with him for a long time. No, I'm, I'm a damn clean kid. Is it the previous call? <laughs> Do pot. <laughs> Don't hang out with other sick and wrong listeners. They're going to try to. They're trying to coerce you into doing nefarious activities. Can I put us in the wayback machine a little bit here for a second? <laughs> Dean <and> Lance. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is D and Lance. Time warp. In seventh grade. Hey, D, you want to do some pot after, after spelling class? Are, are you talking about smoking the pot? <laughs> We're talking about doing some pot, man. <laughs> all the cool kids have it. First of all. The w- ladies love it. First of all, don't ladies. call it pot. <laughs> you, you just don't call it pot. I like pot. Do you have any pot? I never called it pot. I like I like grass better than grass pot. Grass is good. You, you want to smoke some grass? It's like, yeah, I'd smoke some grass before I'd smoke some pot. Weed? Weed's, weed's normal. That's, yeah. that's normal. But you, you don't know? do it. No, you smoke it. You, you do you, acid. Yeah, you do acid. You do, you do you drop acid. You smoke weed. It's like, you want to smoke weed? Yeah. You want to pull some tubes, man? <laughs> Don't say pull tubes, either. <laughs> Just that's, be like, that's fucking Jerry Garcia shit right you there. You know what I say, though? I used to say smoke drugs a lot. That was oh. my thing in high school. It's like, let's go smoke some drugs. Because that leaves it open mind. Like, it, it's a but broad But in high category. school, the only drug you're going to have is weed. It's only weed. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't have any contact with any other drugs. But, I used but to as you like, get older, your opportunities, your vistas open up and, to and other some people are disappointed when they find out that all you have is a crudely rolled marijuana cigarette. Oh. I thought we were going <laughs> to smoke. I thought we were freebasing, man. We freebasing cocaine. Sorry, Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm kid, I don't drink, smoke, I don't do any shit. So I feel like I'm pretty, you know, pretty well off right now. But I'm going to try some pop. You're not. You're not. Seriously, yeah. kid. This kid uh, really needs to get high. At least drink a fucking beer. Jesus, if you got one thing out of this show, drink a fucking beer. All right, let, let's close this. There's too much in this call. We need yeah. to get to the end and then discuss it holistically. And the main question I have is. How do you cover up the smell? My parents are like doctors and they have noses that are equivalent to the eyes of falcons. So, <laughs> you guys can help me with that. DNA, yeah, you've had a lot of uh, experience soaking pot like next to the rabbi. So, you guys can help me. That would be great. See so, ya. Yeah, uh, keep it thick, keep it wrong, and uh, go fuck yourselves. Are you sure this wasn't the caller before? You got him in reverse <laughs> chronological order. Do so you know what's funny about this kid, though? He's the type of kid that led this pristine existence before he smoked his first marijuana cigarette. And then... He's going to fall off the cliff. Yeah. And it's kind of like, he's got those parents that are just really anal, the doctors, overachievers. I blame them. They're they're overachievers. They've they've sheltered this kid. And you know, they're the type of parents, if they find that crudely rolled marijuana cigarette in your luggage, they're going to die a thousand deaths. Well, this guy's going to be in Iraq. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you were so good in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, you know, I don't, uh, this, we can make fun of this kid, but he's going to listen to this. Do we want to give him, like, we, we really do want him. To, he de- does need to smoke some weed. I, I think what he needs to do first is he needs to drink a beer. He needs to get wasted. I would steal his parents' fine cognac or something and get wasted. Yeah, um, I think getting. I think your first alcohol experience, and other people will probably disagree, but I'd say, like, just go right for the whiskey. Yeah, get, and I, I like you know what I used to do, and uh, uh, my friend Dave would remember this. We used to just take my his parents' whiskey and just fill it up with water. Or you after could, but, after yeah. you took it, you would not, fill not a bottle the whole with thing, water. But we wouldn't yeah. drink the whole <laughs> bottle. We would just make take, sure it's still a brown color. <laughs> a little bit of brown in there. <laughs> but they no, will I mean, know, by the way. <laughs> I, but you can you can get away with drinking. Yeah, there's a stigma attached to smoking marijuana. But this kid. Well, uh, in this day and age, I don't know about that. But I do I do say, uh, I don't know which is for, do both. <laughs> one day get drunk, 
one day get high. You know what? I wonder, don't combine though, them. I think the difference in this day and age is: Do you think if your parents, if this kid's parents found cigarettes versus found like a couple joints, mm. what do you think they'd be more upset about? Their doctor, probably the cigarettes. I bet you cigarettes. Yeah. So um, you know, you you might be able to get a, you could be be like at least I'm not smoking. But usually you do that. You know, I kind of see with this kid. He smokes his first joint. Next thing you know, he's smoking a bag of Marlboro Reds. Next thing you know, he's drinking like two forties a night. <laughs> you know, he's going to start growing his hair out long. He's going to listen to Metallica. He's going to yeah. go raid the uh, the mausoleum. You know, the the city's mausoleum in the cemetery. I envy him. Everything you're saying, I envy all this stu- great stuff he has ahead of him. It sounds fun. You know, kid, you got a you got a you got a great path ahead of you. But. A yellow brick road. <laughs> but you get on. You do. He needs to unwind a little. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I'm assuming he's 18 <laughs> when I'm giving this advice. Legal, uh, legal disclaimer. I, I just think that this kid's got to loosen up a little bit. If you ever plan to get laid, you can't be like, "Oh, I'm you know." I'm, oh no, I'm this, doing good. <laughs> don't even that. That's step seven. Don't even <laughs> talk about getting laid. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm t- saying you know, take small steps here, but. You know, but saying, just uh, don't, even, don't, don't even don't even put getting laid like on his falcon radar. Eyes, yeah. You're not going to get laid. No. You know, don't put getting laid on his doing radar. the pot with the the falcon nose parents. It's just like, listen, kid, what you got to do is smoke a little weed. And I wouldn't smoke it in the house if I were you. No, no, because you don't want to get so caught. The, you know the fact that you're worried about what it's going to smell like. I mean, you go in, out in the woods and smoke it. You know, the it, the rabbi actually, in his defense, the rabbi is always really cool. About marijuana. Cool think, or oblivious? A mixture, an amalgamation of both. But okay. I know he, I know my brother, once my brother went away from rehab and he went to rehab for some harder drugs than that, he, my mother found some marijuana, like uh, some joints in his uh, jacket. My dad's like, you know what? I'd rather have him smoking weed than doing anything else. Uh-huh. Even drinking. Yeah. So I think they always kind of had a lax attitude towards it. But at the same time, they were completely oblivious. I used to come out blowing, blowing out hype. You know, eyes just, you know, four different shades of red. Yeah. Just reeking. Like, I'd burp and like a plume of smoke would come out of my mouth. <laughs> and my parents would have no idea. They'd be like, you know, what have you been doing? I was just like, oh, playing in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I should come to think of it, I think my parents, because well, both, well, my parents even more, were like children of the, the early 60s, I guess. And I think my parents, when they would find they out that I was. straight lays, though. My parents? Yeah. They no. Do you think they maybe smoked a, I smoked a marijuana cigarette once or twice, but. Yeah, yeah, they weren't stoners. But all I was, was going to say was they, they seemed to be less pissed off about the weed that they found in my bag than when I would just come home blown just out. Blown drunk. out, wasted, yeah. yeah. I think my parents like, were kind of like Stumbling all too. over the house and fucking running my head into the corner of the wall. And, that kind of and thing. especially drinking and driving. And that's one, one thing oh, I don't yeah. endorse. Like we, I do not Neither recommend do I. that. I've done it before. That's not a smart thing to do. Especially when you're 16 and a dumbass anyway. Yeah, the repercussions are horrible. But I remember uh, my best friend, his parents were like border patrol guards. I mean, they would, uh, it was, it it was like coming home. I remember going going back to his house to watch TV. His mother would sometimes stay awake Uh and she would stare at you like in the eyes, just making sustained eye contact. Her face about two feet away from your face, sniffing the entire time. So we had all these precautions. Like the Mossad or something. Oh, it was terrible. Like it was, (laughs) you know, like the TSA. I was was expecting to get a ball grope. Yeah. Um, You got any weed up there? (laughs) 
Finger so, up the bum. We had to have precautions. So, kid, what you should do is you should smoke off-site. Like, Definitely. smoke away, away away from home. And don't be even be stoned off-site. Like, yeah. don't come home till you're not stoned anymore. T- t- After you, you've been to Taco Bell. Then, I was going to yeah. say, come home only when the mun- you cannot stand the munchies anymore and you have to eat something. Or, you know, maybe make a stop at Taco Bell, then come home and eat some more. Yeah. But what we used to do is we used to go out, smoke some weed, and uh, then come back to his place. But he would have a bottle of Brut by Fabergé that we'd spray all over each other. Cologne. Just, oh, yeah. Dude, I would coat myself in Brut. I'd put Visine. You always had to have the Visine. Yeah, the parents Visine, would be, yeah. You know, to get the red out your eyes. And yeah, actually just mask it with Brute. Axe body spray. Yeah. It does the same thing. Your parents will think you're a douche, <laughs> but they won't think you're, you've been out uh, smoking They might think you're a fan of the Jersey Shore, but yeah. they're not going to suspect you smoking weed. And if you can find some skanks at your school that are into that whole over-cologne sort of thing, which some are, you're golden. And then you've got stoner friends and chicks that will maybe have sex with you. Once again, down the road. Push that out like seven goals away. In my last piece of advice here, if your parents are still awake when you come back, don't chit-chat. Because they'll know yeah. that you're just saying just weird, you know, moon man language type of things. Like, yeah. they're, they're going to figure something out. And they're, you're going to think that they're going to figure something out. And you're going to, like, crack and say you're stoned. Right. Best thing to do is just walk in with your headphones and be like, hey, walk upstairs. Right. That's the best thing. Wait till they go to bed, then go down and steal some liquor. It's everybody's God-given right to be a surly teenager. Just, just yeah. be surly. Just be surly. That's yeah. what you need to do. All right, cool. So there you go, kid. I Another think you, problem solved. <clears throat> I think you have an uh, exciting future ahead of you <laughs> as a convicted felon. <laughs> Learn to make meth in your basement. It all, marijuana is a stepping stone. Remember that. He a can, stepping he stone can, to greatness. Look, look he, doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to go to jail. He could go into computer science. Yeah, that's true. People call the Sigarong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We love to answer your questions about marijuana. Um, also, people, make sure you go check out the Sick and Wrong form if you're not a member right now. There's like <clears throat> over 800 people in there now. It's a brand new form. It's sickandwrongform.com. Uh, you can link to it right off the main page. You never know. You might meet your future spouse on that forum. Um, Has although, that ever happened? <laughs> uh, although there's like three girls. <laughs> No, there's more than that. Every day, every uh, couple days, there's a new one pops up that you never heard of before. And you get to see lots of titties. So go uh-huh. check it out. The forum's happening place. Also, uh, thank you for subscribing to the show via iTunes. Uh, one, one goal that I would like to reach by the new year is 900 ratings. We're somewhere like around the 830 range, I think. Right. Just 70 more. You know there's only two weeks left before New Year's Day. So start rating some fucking podcasts here, okay? Go go to iTunes. The last time we did this, you promised that you were going to take like a photo of your ball bag and put it on the internet if we got to 900. Okay, if we get to 1,000. What? <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to have to sit in my house and generate a lot of fake we email get to addresses 1, 000, to do this. I will paint one Jewish testicle red. And one Jewish testicle green. Wow, Christmas balls. It will be Christmas balls. Literally. Yeah. Mm. I'll betray my heritage for that thousand ratings. So uh, there, get voting. Leave us a five-star rating and uh, give us a couple comments. We appreciate that. Also, make sure you order a Sick and Wrong t-shirt at the Sick and Wrong store. I know I have a few orders backed up. People wanted to get these for their significant others or friends, relatives, grandmothers, grandfathers for uh, Christmas. And mm-hmm. I will get them out tomorrow. 
So uh, get your get your orders in. Go to the Sick and Wrong store and get a Sick and Wrong T-shirt or some uh, John Wayne Gacy stickers. They those. should make it there by Christmas, right? It's ten days away. Still. Oh, definitely. Even yeah. to England, they probably would. Also, we have uh, some various Sick and Wrong items available at the Cafe Press store. Finally, here Sick and Wrong song of the week was sent in by X Ray Ray. X Ray Ray. He says, "I dedicate this song to the Jew. Hanukkah can suck a fat dick." Fuck you if you don't like Christmas. You heard that song? It's been making the rounds on the internet. Yeah, I sent it to you. Did this guy send it to you before I did, or did you just forget that I sent it to you? No, you sent it after. This guy um, actually uh, sent it. I love it. it. There's a video. Yeah, no, we had a couple people send this, but uh, X-Ray Ray was the first person to send it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple people submitted to me. Uh, it's by a guy Facebook named Crudbump or something like that? Crudbump. He's got a beard. Kind of looks a little Amish. Or Jewish. <laughs> you know who he looks like the guy from The Office? Rain Wilson. A little bit with a he big does, beard, yeah. With a big beard, yeah. But it's a great song. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't think that guy would have uh, rapping skills, but he can flow. Gangsta. Gangsta, yeah. yeah. So we're going to end the show here with Fuck You If You Don't Like Christmas. People, stay tuned next week. We'll be back with the grand, spectacular holiday show extravaganza here. The with annual It's an annual show. holiday show. It's probably the one time of the year that I don't feel bad about not really preparing, getting blown out wasted. Because we don't really have work the next day. No, we're going to have to bring in uh, Jaeger. I have a whole uh, fifth of Jaeger. Great. So, yeah, there's going to be Jaeger. Actually, you know, we should mix Jaeger and Nog. What's that called? Puke? Yeah. <laughs> Pre- precursor <laughs> to called, vomit. That's called elf puke. Yeah. yeah, I think that that works. So, you know, we'll mix some uh, some Yang. We'll mix some uh, some Nog. We'll have uh, Sleazy E, I think, is going to be on the show with some Great. other special guests. Uh, I, I, don't, I honestly don't care if Sleazy E skips your holiday, your work holiday party, but he needs to be at the holiday show. He definitely will be at the holiday show. So yeah. people, stay tuned next week. We'll be back. Till then, take a Sleazy. Ho, ho. Good night. You know what time of year it is? It's Christmas time. I got to tell you something real about Christmas. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas. Fuck you if you don't like the Panamas and Isthmus. Fuck you if you don't like French fries. Fuck you if you don't like sweet potato fries. Fuck you if you don't like driving a car. Fuck you if you don't like riding in a car. And fuck you if you don't like antiques. That's right. Fuck you if you don't like dead people in coffins. I don't like them either, but you have to be respectful. Fuck you if you don't like compact fluorescents. They cost more, but you save the earth. Fuck you if you don't like staying up late. Fuck you if you don't like waking up late. And fuck you if you don't brush your teeth. That's nasty. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas. Yeah, that's right. It's not even about... It's not even about Jesus. It's about the holiday. You gotta respect the holiday. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas and Kwanzaa. Fuck you if you don't like Eid and Hanukkah. Fuck you if you don't like Thanksgiving. You gotta be grateful. Fuck you if you don't like goodwill to men. Fuck you if you don't like presents in the den and stockings hung by the motherfucking fireplace. With care. Fuck you if you don't like working for a living. Fuck you if you don't like the spirit of giving. Fuck you if you don't like yams from a can. And fuck you if you don't like honey baked ham. Fuck you if you don't like eggnog. 
Fuck you if you don't like other kinds of nog And fuck you if you don't like reindeer dogs Fuck you if you don't like Christmas 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 You know it's not even about You know you don't have to put up a cross You just gotta get out and go to the mall You know we need, we need different stuff in the economy now Things are changing You gotta get out to the mall and just go in the doors And just open up your mind, you know You gotta go down to the hat store, give the hat store some money You gotta go and get some shoes You gotta go, you gotta get some stuff for your table, man you gotta get stuff for the Christmas table. Now you can use it on Easter. Multi-usage things. You can go down. You know, you go down to the candle store and you can use those if the power goes out. You just gotta spread it around. You can't just think of yourself. You can't just think of yourself just this one time because it's Christmas. Oh, come all ye faithful. I don't remember the rest of it. Something with Mohammed. Come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. I'm still going to include that at the end of the show. That's good. It's a, it's Song a good of the rendition. week. <laughs> I need to I need to sing a good Christmas song. What's your favorite Christmas song? Uh the the little drummer boy is good. I kinda like it's the bum 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 bum. That's one. the little drummer boy. Parumpa pum pum. Parumpa pum pum. Yeah, that one's I think kinda creepy. I kinda like Jingle <laughs> Bell Rock with Hall and Oates. You didn't recognize the line I texted you earlier today though. They don't say jingle horse. What the fuck is a jingle Giddy horse? Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Something about the Road, I don't know. That's they, Jingle they Bell do Rock. Not say Jingle Horse. Yeah, and that's the Jingle Bell Rock. It's Jingle Horse, man. 